The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome once again to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Well, hello, gentlemen. Nice Good to be here. You. Haven't seen you in a while. Well, yes, I guess we want to tell our audience, those of you who are live and loyal, that uh, <laughs> we've been in our 2015 Freedom Conference last couple of weeks. So as uh, that takes a lot of our time, where we wear many hats, uh, we were not on the air. We had encores. Hope you enjoyed those. Yes. But we are live today, and I, I must say I'm feeling a little bit hoarse, uh, and no pony jokes, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> I'm known for those. Uh, yes, you are. Yeah. Well, today our focus is on one of the very most basic core tenets of spirituality in practice, and that is the great commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and as a corollary, love your neighbor as yourself. So let's start there. That's the great commandment. What else do we need? You know, when you hear that, <laughs> don't you just feel something? Yeah. You feel something exciting, the simplicity of it, the beauty of it. Mm. It's just, it's so real. You know, it doesn't have to be, life doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it sometimes. No kidding. Love God and love your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very simple. Not a lot of thou shalt nots in that, you know. Well, there yeah. are, of course, the, the, the ten that are added on to that basically right. amplify yeah, that in various ways, but but just in those two, you know, yeah. I mean, that was that was the the essence of what we should be doing. I was looking at this before the uh, preparing for the show, and I realized that very thing that you could be in the middle of the desert at the North Pole it wouldn't matter if you had this commandment as a basic core of your belief system. Is almost it begs the question: What else do you need? Indeed, <laughs> yeah. and it's but it's an understanding because although it's very simple in many ways, it can actually get challenging in terms of manifestation in your life because. Maybe your neighbor doesn't want to be loved. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And a lot of times you run into somebody and you think, oh, gosh, they just don't want to receive whatever I have to give. Yeah, and it's baffling, of course, but we, we move on. Yeah. Well, it's an understanding, too, because some people, you know, they're harder to love. Let's put it that way. They're not manifesting the highest qualities of God. So you have to understand that this it's it's very simple in some ways, but in other ways, you know, without an understanding, we can get astray on it a little bit. We can, and I want to um, tell our audience, too, that today we have not one but two lecture excerpts from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on this subject of the Great Commandment, where there's some elucidation there as to what it really means and some of the nuances, because <laughs> believe it or not, there are some that, you know, correspond to this com- commandment. But the, the basic core, again, is that whether anybody else wants it or not, 
we practice from within so that loving our neighbor as ourselves doesn't necessarily mean they're going to love us back. And it doesn't mean you agree with everything they do. Right. Whether how they live their lives and what they do. But you love the God that it was, is within them. And it's like Mother Mary teaches the concept of the immaculate concept, holding the highest vision for a soul, even though it may not be manifesting right now. God holds that for us. And so as we strive to be more of him, um, we can make that progress, and that's, that's grace. Now, and you bring up a great concept here. We don't talk about this very much, but the immaculate concept is seeing through the human to the God in each one of us. And it's not being sympathetic to the human. It's not indulging the human. It's loving the higher part of the soul. And sometimes, as they say with kids, that's tough love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, Is that and, one of the ten, isn't it? <laughs> Thou shalt practice tough love. <laughs> and in the process, it, it, uh, it allows us to go through the initiation. I mean, we talk about uh, what we have here as initiatic sort of a mystery school mm-hmm. and, and all of these things that we do here in Montana and around the world. And so it becomes an opportunity to, to have that initiation. You know, I mean, somebody passes you uh, on the highway in, in, a, in a sort of a strange sort of a way. And, uh, <laughs> With their finger in the air? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. That's okay. okay. You're number one. <laughs> okay. Um, and so you have an opportunity to either send that same kind of energy back or not. And you can send them love and you can say, well, God bless them. Maybe they'll do better next time. Well, we know this is a path of mastery. That's right. And all the tests that we encounter are tests of our, our, our willingness and our ability to put on the Christ self, the higher self, and manifest that from within and also to see it, see the immaculate concept in others. Yes. So these, these tests, I mean, they, again, it's like the great commandment. All tests boil down to our ability and willingness and the completeness of our love of God in ourselves and our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think going back to the first part, which is loving God, we understand that loving God is a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. In other words, it's very nice to sit and bask in the light of God and the <laughs> presence of God. But it's, it's like a river that goes in the Dead Sea. If it stops there, it doesn't go anyplace. And it's extremely important that there be a figure-eight flow between ourselves and God. God sends us love. That's, it beats our heart. It gives us energy. It gives us life. He's given us free will. And if we choose by free will to return that love to him... There's a circuit, and there's a flow between us, and nothing can harm us on this world And when we're at a oneness with God and with our presence. And it's very interesting. Mr. Prophet will tell us in the lecture, the first thing she talks about is loving God is his protection mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Now, I never thought of that in that context, but by being in the present and being in that flow with God, that light of God is the ultimate protection against our human consciousness, anyone else's human consciousness, anything going on in the world. Yeah. And I thought that was an amazing teaching. It is. And so we can't just receive, we have to give. And whether it's giving to God or giving to man, that's our path and our service. Now, on, in the context of the flow that you re, are referring to, you can envision a figure eight flow. And that flow is coming from God through the Christ self into your heart. And then if it's qualified properly, it goes back to the source. But if it isn't qualified properly, it has to go someplace else to be purified. But in the midst of this figure eight flow at the center is the Christ self. Is that, that part of us that is we variably call it the guardian angel. It's the personification of our I am presence. Yes. It's very, it is the mediator mm-hmm. between the perfection of our I am presence and our state of imperfection in this world. And that's, of course, the whole teaching of the Christ, that Jesus embodied the Christ as the great mediator between God and man. And so that's the role of the Holy Christ self. So we love our Holy Christ self. We love our I am presence. And that opens up 
a lot to oh, us. It's huge. You know, you know uh, let me throw this in as a little bit of a sidebar. You talk about the figure eight flow. I was in the presence of a, of a live dictation. I think it was from uh, Cyclopea in Virginia in 1974. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the teaching was given that this figure eight flow happens when, when you say thank you to someone. And if the other person doesn't say you're welcome, you you are void of that of that figure eight it's flow. Interrupted the, other half. the flow. That's right, and so that's why thank you, you're welcome, uh, mm. you know is is the perfect way to do well, that. I think that's an example. You know, when we talk about, I think one of the the biggest dangers for people on the spiritual path is passivity. You know, I'll <laughs> yeah. just I'll just be. You know, I'll just bask in the presence of God or the light, or I'll I'll just you know do this and that. But we can't be passive on the spiritual path. You know, does God need our love? That's an interesting question. Does God want to be loved? Is that why (laughs) we love him? It's because it's who we are and who he is. He has given us the gift of free will. And we can choose to love God for this gift and his presence in us, or we can choose not to. But when we do, then it, it, again, it's that flow between God and ourselves. And it's, it, it raises us up. It takes us higher in vibration and spirituality until we get closer to who we really are, till we follow in the footsteps of Jesus. We become our Christ self. We become that manifestation. And is there any difference between God and us only in the sense that we are a different manifestation of God? And so we bring a different part of ourselves to the universe. But we become God because God is in us and we have realized that. We don't lose who we are in terms of our individuality, but we lose that stuff in us that has kept us back for so many embodiments. And by our free will choice. Indeed. (laughs) Sidney, can I ask you a a question uh, regarding the chronology of the Great Commandment and the Ten Commandments? Now, the the Ten Commandments were given under the Mosaic Law or or from Moses, and the, the Great Commandment was a response was Jesus' response to either a lawyer or someone who was scribe, quest- yeah. a scribe yeah. who was questioning him, probably while when he was addressing a group of people? Uh, so that would have happened two thousand years later or something. Well, yes, but I think they mentioned this is a law that's been around forever. It's right. not; it wasn't new then. I think Jesus talked about it, but certainly there's reference in the Old Testament to you know honoring God first and so forth and mm-hmm. before all things. So okay. it's a universal concept, and it's not just a Christianity or Judaism. Obviously, all the world's religions have this concept of this love between God and man, mm-hmm. um, and it's a beautiful thought. I mean, we're worthy of being loved by God. So, so Jesus was just. Summing up something that the he was reminding should, us. He was reminding us yeah. because I think under the Mosaic law, it's thou shalt not. Right. Okay? Yeah. And that may have been necessary at that time for those dancing around the golden calf and others. <laughs> but you know, there's much more to life than thou shalt not. Yes. It's the covenant between God and man. It's the understanding that we have God within us, and because we have God within us, there can be this incredible flow between the Father, Mother, God and that presence in us, and we can put on that presence. And that's the key to this path. Mm. You know, I'm going to divert again here. You mentioned something before we came on the air, Sid, that when Moses first came down from the mount, he had a more user-friendly document. (laughs) (laughs) It was, you referred to it as the covenant. Well, this is what Edgar Cayce said. I don't remember the exact words, but basically said when Moses came down the first time from the mountain, he did not have the Ten Commandments. He had a much higher teaching about the, the mm. covenant between God and man. And, of course, we know what happened when Moses saw and he smashed him. He went back and said, okay, they had their chance. Now they're getting the law. Um, so we lost opportunity there. For who knows exactly what, was, what God has sent forth. Mm-hmm. But 
that covenant that perhaps we didn't get that time is available to us now. And as we follow this great commandment and practice the path of the ascended masters, the path of our Christhood, again, it's a path. Mm-hmm. There's things we must learn, lessons we must learn, challenges we must overcome, but the part of this loving God is the key to being successful in that. And I think as part of the understanding of this, and kind of goes back to your question, Terry, about the chronology, it's likely that there was an understanding that love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself probably preceded the Ten Commandments, as if anybody needed to understand what the basis for those commandments actually was, would be to love God. Right. Now, of course, they chose to love something else there for a while. They kind of got off track, but they came back or they were brought back to the point of, okay, this is, this is the prescription for how you live your life properly. This is how you pass your tests. These are the things that you do that will take you home. Well, it's like, it's like remedial school. You know, if you don't pass your grade, you've got to go back. And I think the children of Israel, as we all know, look at the history of the Israelites, they had to go back a number of times to start over because they just didn't get it. Yeah. Gosh. Well, hardheads. That's <laughs> us. By the, by the way, that's us. <laughs> I know. We, we could tell they didn't get it, but we didn't get it when we were uh, embodied then. So I, let's I, be clear about that. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> I want to make sure that that Reincarnation. <laughs> Here we are again. Yeah, yeah. What's that golden thing you've got there, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just my watch. Oh, it's good. It's, yeah. Hope it keeps good time. <laughs> Speaking of chronology. Well, we've got to take a break right now. And when we come back, we will hear the first of two excerpts from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the Great Commandment. So please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you very much. We are back. Thanks for staying with us. And I should point out today that we are being broadcast before a live studio audience. (laughs) This is quite a special event for us. So, hi, audience. (laughs) You can't see them, but they're here. Anyway, here is the first lecture excerpt that we promised from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the Great Commandment. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, What is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself, is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any question. It is a wonderful day to take up the teaching of the great commandment. We are poised with Jesus at an hour of great change in his life. A transition, an acceleration, the initiation of the resurrection, and that new life of glory which he enters and therefore we enter with him. Therefore, we study his words given then, given to John in his revelation, given unto this hour through all of the saints and prophets. And we come to understand that there is an essence, a seed essence of teaching. And here it is in the great commandment. We make it our own because we know it is our sure defense. And this defense is so necessary for the disciples who would go forth to heal in his name, to cast out devils, 
to bring mankind into alignment with their I am presence. Those who would follow Jesus in his footsteps must understand the meaning of drinking his cup and realize that great protection and vigilance is required every hour, dipping into the communion cup each week, receiving from the altar the fire of the Holy Spirit as that protection on the way. Let us realize how great, therefore, is the protection of God given to us in this great commandment, to love the Lord thy God. This means the Lord, the I am that I am, the I am presence, representing Elohim where you are. Your representative of the Godhead, in fact, the replica of the presence of God is the mighty I am presence. There is only one mighty I am presence, but we say my God and your God as Jesus did, reinforcing the conception that each individual must individualize the God flame and therefore make it apparent, bring it forth, show forth by life example words and works, by the very presence, by the perfume of the soul, by vibration and kindness or brilliance or whatever the virtue, what is the aspect of God that portrays the fullness of the Godhead truly dwelling bodily within us, if we will it so, as it did dwell in the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. This one God of all Israel is the very fire of creation, the presence of God in the great central sun, the one God who is able to heal all thy diseases if thou wilt be healed. Therefore you have with you always the presence I am that I am, that is the concentrate, the person of the Father, bearing the power of Elohim. Therefore the commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. What is thy heart? Thy heart is a vessel that contains the divine spark, the threefold flame of life. Thy heart is a chalice. It is the holy grail. It contains the body and blood of the living Christ. Loving God with all thy heart is with a full momentum of thy life, for the heart is thy life. It means loving, directing to God all of one's love and heart. Thus the mystery here in the great commandment is to give back to God by free will all that he has given us. And by giving to God all of our heart, Loving him with all of our heart, we are taking every bit of his light that he sends forth perpetually as the river of life, as the crystal cord, and saying, I have received, I will return this life of God with all of my heart. Thus the mystery of the great commandment is, life is a two-way street, God sends forth his light, 
He gives us free will to send it back to him in love. And if we so do, we establish this closed circuit, a mighty circle of life. None can enter, none can penetrate with devices of unreality. All of our hearts' love to God protects us from ignorance, from karma, from world conditions because we are sealed when we are perpetually loving God. It is a tremendous gift of free will. We have the choice to love or not to love God, to direct our heart to him or not to. And therefore we can observe the lever of attention, the lever of the heart, its occupation, For there are some that do not have a pure heart. There are some who retain hardness of heart, fear of the heart, records of death. These momentums, therefore, which are of karma, therefore we say they are karmic, block the flow of pure love 100% of our life to God. We desire to purify the heart For out of the heart are the issues of life. When we allow the heart's energies to descend, to feed untoward desire, old momentums, these momentums increase in power because our power is in the heart. And then these momentums overtake us. And when we are confronted by them, we are not able to defeat them because we have given them our attention. And therefore, to fulfill the great commandment in all of its essence means to daily withdraw the heart's devotion and love from those extraneous exterior matters, matters of ambition or ego, for the ego would displace the Christ consciousness of our heart, setting up material goals, desires to acquire desires of all manner of things in life. And each one of these desires takes a little bit of the momentum of the heart. And then when we need the heart for healing, for the supreme gift of life to someone, for raising the dead, for making our own ascension, for winning a cause, for standing for justice, the heart is weak. It cannot perform. We do not have the full power of the Godhead to pour that heart into his desire, his devotion. When you love someone with all your heart, you begin to know that one very well. You begin to sense their very heartbeat and their soul and spirit. You live and move with them because out of the devotion comes a oneness. And therefore, when the object of your love is God... First and foremost, the mighty I am presence, and then that presence of God in all people. When you love God with such a steadfastness of your attention, you begin to know who he really is. You know the Father. There is such a current and an opening established in your life that you speak and he answers. And the acceleration of devotion of your heart Therefore, clears the pathway for the descent of light. You ask God a question and he answers you by his Holy Spirit, by the Son of God also dwelling bodily within you. When you know God because you love him and you sense him, 
You have a sense of anticipation of the Father's presence in your life and in your decisions. You begin to know what God would want you to do in the given circumstance. You do not have to ponder every footstep because your footsteps have a goal and you are moving straight to the goal. You do not have to ask God a thousand questions because you have the sense of his being and you know what he expects. It is second nature. God has become your second nature because you love him, the Lord thy God, with all thy heart. And that about sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> it <laughs> life, does. life is a two-way street and we must strengthen our hearts daily. Well, stay tuned because we have more of this lecture coming after a short break. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door. Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And yes, once again, we are back. You are listening to the Open Door online voice of the Summit Lighthouse. And I'm with Terry Kennedy and Sid Bennett. And we're talking about the Great Commandment. 
So here, without any further ado, is uh, lecture excerpt number two from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the subject of the great commandment, and in particular, how do we love with all our soul? Here we go. This is the great mystery of the great commandment, but it does not stop, not only with all thy heart, but with all thy soul. How do we love God with all our soul? We understand that the soul is anchored in the seat of the soul chakra. This chakra is below the heart and below the solar plexus. It is the very seat of life on earth. Between that soul chakra and the heart, that is the seat of the Christ consciousness, are all of the records of one's karma, the debris of the world, the momentums of the desire body. Therefore, the soul must determine what it will do, must set a course and a mark and fulfill it, recognizing that it is an obstacle course, dodging one's personal and planetary karma with the violet flame, with the sacred fire, to get back to the very center of the Christ consciousness. The soul must will its own self-discipline, its own discipleship, because this is the test of self-mastery. God cannot continually reinforce his will in us because he wants independent, God-free beings to come home to him who have determined to be free, to love him with all thy soul. The soul is the solar awareness, and therefore you begin to think of the sun, The sun of the soul is the light of God. It is a part of the whole loaf, a fragment of the bread of life, which is the immortal spirit. The spirit is your I am presence. The soul is a portion thereof that has descended into time and space, having demanded the gift of free will and received that gift. It is gone forth. It is gone forth in the outer universes to prove, therefore, that divine identity. Therefore, it has the supreme choice and the supreme challenge of making right choices. Now, this separation out of the white fire core of being was not the will of God in the beginning, but it became the will of man. And therefore, discipleship is the pathway of the soul's journey back to the very heart of God. If suddenly you were landed in the most dense jungle of Africa and you wanted to get back to civilization, back to the known arena of life, the first thing you would have to do is take out your machete and carve a pathway through the jungle or you could not move. Therefore, because of free will, because the soul has descended, it now must carve the pathway back to the I am presence. In the mercy of the great I am that I am, God sent forth his only begotten son that through him we might be saved and we might have eternal life. This is because the soul could not find its way out of the matter spheres. It could not find its way back to the Godhead without the principal mediator, the living Son of God. 
Therefore, the Christ self descended as the very presence of the love of the Father. Your Christ self is your I am presence personified and the mediator who may talk with you in the imperfect karmic state and talk with God who is in the pure state of perfection. The divine mediator, therefore, is the one who intercedes in behalf of the soul and leads you back to God. To love God with all your soul, you need to establish the tie to the Christ self so that the soul has the power, the ability, and the contact to love. The capacity to love by the soul takes into account the very mature and realistic assessment of what is the here and now. What is the present condition of my life, my karma? There is one thing certain. Not one of us can escape our past. It is written in the record that is sealed in the subconscious. In order to get back to God, we must deal with the past that has become our present and that will be our future. We deal with it by the principle of love having the love tie in the soul to the mighty I am presence, we are able, therefore, because we love God and his oneness, his light and purity, which is his honor, we are able to face, therefore, that karma, that past, that collection of influences called environmental or hereditary and all other conditions of consciousness which we ought to expect to be thrown in our pathway as obstacles. We should expect when we decide to return to God that we must pick up the pieces of the past and cast them into the violet flame and have the perspective of knowing that it will not be a matter of questioning each time a new illusion, a new pattern of the astral comes up, a new facet of karma that we have to decide all over again if we're going to love God with all our heart and with all our soul, if we're going to walk straight back to God or now we're going to take a few centuries and indulge this or that habit, pattern, or old momentum. Therefore, to make up one's mind to enter the heart of God is the best decision you can ever make. Understanding what, therefore, comes of this decision is a sign of your wisdom, the wisdom to know and realize as you have studied the life of Jesus and Paul, the apostles, the avatars, Gautama, all who have ever said, I will go straight home to God, have had everything under the sun, everything under the heart chakra, thrown in their way as the deterrent to that oneness. Therefore, the best conclusion is to pre-decide. I will let nothing stop me. I will so love God and I will walk in his light. So I'm showing to you that 
it is almost more difficult for the soul to love the I am presence 100% than the heart. Because the heart is the point of your realized Christhood. The soul is the point that has exercised free will and made certain cycles of karma and is therefore bound by the personality that its own karma has molded. Your personality and the way you behave, whether you are lethargic, whether you are energetic, whether you are tardy or on time, and all components of being have to do with karma, causes you have set in motion that become binding laws until you break those iron bands. So the soul must become a knight of the quest, a lady of the flame, moving in the quest of the Holy Grail to find that pure chalice of the Christ self within the heart. The great commandment, therefore, teaches us how much striving, how much strength we need to draw forth from God in order to love him, first with all of our heart, then with all of our soul, and then with all of our mind. You will discover that the mind of God is cumulative, and by steadfast love, placing all of one's attention 100% on the I am presence, you therefore will enter in to that God consciousness, and Jesus will say of you, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, the consciousness of God. The one who received that comment had meditated long upon the principle that Jesus was teaching. He knew it to be true. He didn't suddenly, all of a sudden, originate it because these commandments had been given long, long, long before Jesus came. Jesus stated the fulfillment of the law of the prophets in this great commandment. Therefore, the attention upon the I am presence, how do you in all practicality go about your daily work and schedule and keep your attention of your mind upon the mighty I am presence? Well, it's like a compartmentalization. The mind is a vast presence that you have. It's a conscience. It's a conscious awareness. It extends out from you. It perceives and feels the world. You can feel a city when it mourns the death of a hero. You can feel a nation when it is joyous. Your mind perceives a portion of this mind because it is infinite may always be stayed upon the I am presence. And the vehicle of the mental body can take full capacity and charge of that which is at hand. There is always a part of you, if one could describe it, it is somehow centered in the back of the head. There is always a sense of being one with God. It has to do with the raised kundalini fire that you exalt from the spine and keep focalized at the third eye. It is an intensity of light which is a living presence and you can feel the I am presence within you, commune with that presence 
and carry right on as the most effective and successful career son of God in the things of the spirit and the things of matter, being practical, of detailed consciousness, not a dreamer, not always in the skies or in the psychic realm, not impractical, and never wanting love. Oneness with God through the heart, the soul, and the mind gives you a cup running over to give the same love you are giving to God to those around you. And the greatest gift of this commandment is that God becomes your nature and therefore you no longer deal with your fellow creatures as though they are something apart from him or vile or sinful, but you deal with them as souls of God that must be brought back to the center of oneness, whose cause must be championed, who must be fought for, lived for, healed for, and finally raised up as one would raise a child in his arms. What a teaching. Yes. Um, when we return, making the great commandment the center of our lives. How do we do that? Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us. We are back. We're on The Open Door. We're talking about The Great Commandment. And is, this is our final segment today. We're going to try to wrap this up in a nice little neat package if we can, but maybe that's not possible. We'll do our best. But one of the things I was um, uh, taking note of uh, during that last, uh, lecture excerpt was the fact that how do you make the Great Commandment the center of your spiritual universe? Just do it. You know, I think that uh, Mrs. Prophet said you make up your mind and then you stay steadfast. So in the process of doing that, of course, we want to make sure that you understand that we're talking about where we put our attention. And sometimes the, the, the love that we experience isn't always conditional. I mean, it isn't always unconditional, I should say. Rather, it's, uh, we are asked in our, in our course of mastery to acquire 
a sense of unconditional love. You want to pick that thread up? Well, I, I do, and I think that um, it's an understanding when we get to this point, we say, okay, God, I see who I am. I see who I can be. I want to come home. I've made this de- declaration. And we think, you know, we've done it. Yeah. Well, that's just the beginning. As Mrs. Prophet said, you know, every force comes against us, whether it's our karma or opposition from the fallen angels or whatever it is, it says, no, you can't be God. How dare you? <laughs> and so it takes a certain fire and a determination to go forward. And we have to judge how we live, not by the, the mediocrity of the world, but by the path of saints. And this is not an impossible path to walk. It's doable, but it takes work and takes effort. And I love there's a part in the, in the Imitation of Christ <clears throat> where he talks about the fact when Jesus is there and you're feeling love and all this glory and so forth. Hey, this is great. You know, we love this. And people, you know, are easy to, to love God. But when that light is withdrawn temporarily, as does happen to people on the spiritual path, they say, whoa, what happened? Look, God, you're not living up to your part here. <laughs> and so I get back to the concept of do we love God unconditionally yeah. or is it dependent on what he does for us? And this can be very subtle because what happens is on the spiritual path, there are times of dryness. I mean, even Jesus on the cross said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that is part of the spiritual path. And it's a determination and a building up the fires of the heart. So when the dryness does come, you're not going to fall apart and say, well, God, you didn't do your part, so I'm not doing mine type of thing. (laughs) You know, it's that unconditional love of God. And I, you know, there's a a great quote from, I think it was St. Therese of Avila, where she said, you know, when she's going through a very tough time, and she said to God, you know, if this is the way you treat your friends, no wonder you don't have many. (laughs) And um, it's, it's a concept that there are times when it takes the fire of the will and our free will choice to keep going because it's not a smooth road. But it is one that can be walked and you have the joy of victory as you do that. Indeed, in the dark night of the soul, the dark night of the spirit is when we are basically um, required to make it through that period with the light that we've already garnered in our causal body. Exactly. And one way you garner light is by loving God. Exactly. And so... You, you know, of course we want things to go well in our lives, you know, and we want God to answer prayer, and God will answer prayer, you know, but his, it's his timing. And if we need to learn a lesson to balance a karma or to surrender more of ourselves that is unreal, you know, do we, we, is there part of us that we haven't let go of or desires that are not God desires? You know, I used to use the mantra when I used to walk to work years ago, and I say it over and over again, I am one with God desire. I am one with God desire because there are things in me, whether it's my psychology or momentums or patterns, that were keeping me, they, they were mm-hmm. taking me from the path. And I wanted to, to, to be one with God desire. You know, you bring up something important too here that people need to understand, and that is when your karma is returning, it isn't God's fault. <laughs> you know, so you see the people with the raised fist going, "Oh God, how did you? How could you make this yeah, happen to they me?" Cur- they curse God because yeah. something happened to themselves or their families. Yeah, and it's the law, like the law of gravity, it comes back. But the great thing is, as we love God, remember it's a great protection for us. I love that concept. You, you do you expand on that because I think it, it's easy to forget the fact that when we are in that oneness, that tie, we are protected. Indeed. And it's not like locking yourself in a room. (laughs) I mean, you're still dealing with things in your life. But because of that oneness and the flow between you and God, it changes the whole equation. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean there aren't going to be tough times. There were tough times for Jesus as he walked the path. But he had that oneness with the Father that enabled him to do everything and to be victorious. And that can be our path, too. And so we think of Archangel Michael as our protector, which, in fact, he is. And we pray to him every day. 
but the communion with God is our protection. Isn't that, isn't that a wonderful concept? I love it. And I think that in terms of the context that we're talking about today with the great commandment, that is what we choose to do. And that's where we attach our steadfast uh, dedication is that we are in that state of love by choice as often as we can be. And it's the nature of God. Love is the nature of God. Mm-hmm. It's not, God, what have you done for me lately? And then I'll love you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it It's the nature of God. So you may be having great challenge in your life. You may have sorrows and loss. But God is love. And that doesn't exclude you from that communion. I mean, look at Mother Teresa. If you understand her life, she had 50 years of dryness, she told about. Mm-hmm. And yet that didn't prevent her from loving God. If you ever saw her give a rosary or anything, the devotion, the love that she manifested was profound. Mm-hmm. And so we have that as a goal, no matter what is going on around us. And, and you know, if you, if you develop habit patterns, these things will, will naturally be a part, they become a part of your DNA. And that way, when you go through the dark night of the soul or the dark night of the spirit, it's, it's there and you can draw upon it. And as yeah. a musician, I was, I was thinking, uh, <laughs> you know, I know how to play a C chord. I've played it for 30 or 40 years. And so... When the dark night of the spirit happens, I, I can probably still hit the C chord. <laughs> and so, you know, I just cite that as an example of if we develop these habit patterns, we, we have them in that dark night. And, and another, just another point that I wanted to make on, on Elizabeth Clare Prophet's first uh, replay that we heard today, when she's talking about hardness of heart, we wave a banner high and long uh, with the violet flame. Now, the violet flame will cut through the hardness of heart. Yeah. And so, you got to do that to begin with if you've got that in order to begin loving God. And you got to get the flow going. You know, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's karma and energy and hardness of heart that blocks the flow of light through our hearts. Well, you got to clean that up. you got to clear away the debris. The violet flame will do that and through our devotion mm-hmm. and our path. Right. And I just want to add one thing. When you hear dark night of the spirit, dark night of the soul, that sounds rather ominous, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> and so, but the path is not to be feared. God will not bring to you more than you are ready to deal with at any particular time. And you know what? The saints embrace that at a certain point because it brought them closer to God. So don't fear the path because the path is joyous. It's victorious. We have challenges to, to meet and karma to overcome. Right. But that's why we're here. That's and, right. And it's very useful information to understand that the dark night of the soul and the spirit will come to everyone. So if you know it, then when it's happening, you're probably better able to deal with it than if it comes at you from a surprised you exactly. know, out of left field. You have field. to prepare. Whatever right. you're doing in life, you have to prepare for. Mm. And the daily devotion and loving God and the violet flame and so forth is preparing you to pass your test for your ultimate victory, which is your ascension, which is the goal of life. Then your soul will be immortal. Then you will have the freedom of the total expression of God within you. And it's doable. It's not just something for the few saints. That's it's very important. Every son and daughter of God that makes this determination will walk there and make it if they will it so and they invoke the help of God and they free themselves of those momentums, that karma, the wrong desire, everything, their psychology that needs to be dealt with, everything that blocks the full manifestation of that within their being. That is the path of happiness and joy. And it's there if yep. we're willing to walk it. And if we recognize that the density we experience is a density of our own creation, then like you were saying about the violet flame, Terry, that becomes our machete. That's Remember right. she talked about cutting through the jungle? Yes. Well, the violet flame is your machete for cutting through the jungle of your own human density to get out to the sunlight. And our mm-hmm. karma is, is not forever. It's a manifestation of misqualified energy. It's not who we are. 
we have to deal with it. <laughs> but we are sons and daughters of God. And when we clear away this miasma and this substance, we can be the fullness who we are. We're going to deal with our karma. We can't escape it. But that's okay. We want to do what's right for God. Mm-hmm. And But it goes, it's not forever, folks. It's not forever. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> there, there is an end There's to light that part. The, light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know, this has been a very good discussion today, very lively. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Oh, yeah. It's and talking about the great commandment. And this, as you said, Sid, is not difficult. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Start there, end there. That's a good practice to have. And gird up yourself with the tools God has given us, whether yeah. the violet flame or protection or dealing with our psychology, whatever you need to do, be practical. And if you have a question? Yeah, <laughs> you can get in touch with us. And we always like to say this at the end of the show. Yep. We are at webradio at tsl.org, mm-hmm. webradio at tsl.org. And keep us posted. Let us know what, what kind of happy things are going on in your yeah. world. And if you have any questions about some unhappy things, we'll see if we can help you out. Got help an idea it. for a show? We're open to that, too. Yes, we are. Anyway, thanks very much for being with us today on this show. Um, tell your friends we're here. <laughs> <laughs> And as we like to say, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. God bless you, everyone. We'll be back. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 